We're going to start a podcast in three, two, one. Digital intercourse. Shit, this is like a magic goddamn <laughs> wizard pill. Yeah. That's my pappy clap. We're going to use a condom. Yeah. Digital intercourse. A nun comes in and slaps the shit out of you. I had far less penis than I had when I went in. <laughs> Digital intercourse. Does she show a titty afterwards? Come on. Pop all chlamydia sitting on the rocking chair. <laughs> Digital intercourse. The world is an ending and women have vaginas. <laughs> But it was the day that I learned girls don't pee out of their butt. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Digital Intercourse, the shame-busting podcast in the buckle of the Bible belt. My name is Tom King. I'm here with my co-host, the reasonably seductive <laughs> Lauren Turner. That was cheers for me. Oh, Hi. cheers. Like thousands of, yeah. of cheers for yeah, you. Yeah, the audience. Well, um, <laughs> it was, it's a bunch of professional wrestlers cheering for me. Yeah, we got a, a new studio set up and uh, over here with friend of the show, Dustin, whatever his last name is, Dustin, <laughs> Dustin the Wrestler. He's Dr. Gonna, Dustin. Dr. Dustin. Uh, we got uh, tennis rackets and, and uh, top hats and... Rubber bands and the beard, if you will. Who's this guy, Tom? That is James E. Cornett. Goddamn it, motherfucker, I'll kill you. I want double cheeseburger, extra cheese, double onion, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my God. He looks very R-speed. He has a paddle. He's got a that, paddle. That is a tennis side. racket. Oh. Well, I'm sure people use those for things, too. Yeah. Nothing people can be spanked me. with all kinds of different things. Yeah, remember the episode about all the kink stuff you can find at Dollar Tree? Yeah. Treasures are everywhere. And here with us today is not only a thrifty and luxurious lady, but also someone who loves to get spanked, Blondie the Pet. Hi, Blondie. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Good. Well, thank you for being here. We're glad you're here. We've got a lot of good stuff to talk about. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> very, Awkward. very coy answer of you. <laughs> Oh, uh, do we? Well, I mean, let's just get right into it. Okay. <laughs> we could start with how you two know each other. Uh, that we, is a very good question. So we met, I used to be the MC at a, a nightclub, a lounge in town. Uh, then we met there, and then I followed her on social media, uh, and didn't see her again until I was hosting a fetish ball at the fur shop for New oh, Year's yeah. Eve. Oh, and I was like, who is that blonde with the huge, amazing ass? <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit, that's the girl from the internet. And I was like, hey, aren't, aren't you you? And she's like, yep, I'm me, but I knew her name. And uh, I was like, hey, you're Blondie the Pet. And she's like, yes, that's me. And I was like, cool. And then uh, there were spankings that night uh, from lots of people. There were. And I was like, hey, do you want to come on stage and get spanked? And she said, yeah. Yeah, actually, that's how I get approached by most people. That <laughs> like they're, they're like, I see you off the internet. Isn't your name Blondie? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. Uh where do you know me from? I'm like, which site are you on? So, yeah. which ones do you use typically? Um, Instagram, FetLife, Tinder. The usual the suspects. The usual suspects. All the thirst traps. I'm deleting my Facebook re- like pretty soon. Are you now? Yeah, it's just, I'm over it. There's too many people that are, I don't know, snooping for the wrong reasons and I just want to promote what I want to promote and be found on those websites and not be so social, like with my work and things like that. Oh, yeah. So, I get that. Yeah. I'm going to 
next separate life. Yeah, because separate it. Your Facebook, it's like your Aunt Kathy. Yeah. You don't need that shit. Right. And I grew up in such a religious small town that I don't need Aunt Kathy seeing anything that I'm doing. So. Which leads me to my very favorite introductory question. Where are you from? Where'd you go to church? I am from a very small town that I would rather not say. <laughs> but We wouldn't a, recognize it if you did. So it's it about matter. probably three to 4,000 people. And I was raised Pentecostal. Oh. Yeah. The oh. seizures in front of everyone to fall on the ground. The snakes? Did you have snakes? Tongue. There was no snakes, oh. thank goodness, but the speaking in tongues and being blessed by someone. Yeah. Very, very Like people rolling in the aisles. Yes. Serious business. Oh, yes. And now I'm very much an atheist. <laughs> Probably because I, I wouldn't that, that. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> I totally. went to a Pentecostal church one time. I was maybe 12, and I didn't know that speaking <laughs> so in sorry. tongues was a thing. <laughs> no one warned me of this. And then somebody just stood up and started doing it. And I was like, what's wrong? Is nobody going to help this person? <laughs> they didn't. It's they didn't very help strange. At uh, there's a seizure happening. Is yeah. this just what yeah. happens here? Yeah. Oh, God. So... Your name on all the social medias, the Instagram, the FetLife, uh, is. is Blondie the Pet. It is. Uh, so what, what is a pet to you? So I'm in a relationship with someone that I consider my... He's my daddy is what I call him. Um, and we like to refer to me as Blondie the Pet because I am his little pet. I'm his little cat pet. I'm his little pet slut. We just like to refer to each other as that. As our, it, it kind of just became my persona after a while it's always been me it's always been within me but he started calling me blondie as a nickname and then it just kind of ran from there and i was like oh my gosh you named the persona that was in me for so long <laughs> i've been I trying like, to figure out what she was calling yeah us. yeah now it's blondie so so funny. is are you like a kitten is there a specific animal or are you just a um pit? i definitely I like kitten. I'm very much like a cat because I want attention on my terms. Sometimes I'm spicy. Sometimes I'm <laughs> like pissy. Don't touch me. <laughs> but it's also just the idea of being someone's kept, loved, cared for, caressed little thing, little fluffy thing. So it has to do with all of the aspects of being submissive to someone with also still having your dignity of saying fuck off when you want to. Like a, any self-respecting cat. <laughs> so you just like to be pampered that's that's a big yeah. part of it for you that's gonna yeah. get that yeah yeah i guess what's the difference i guess there are plenty of people who like to be taken care of mm -hmm. so what's the difference between that and being a pet um do you mean like someone that likes to be spoiled as in like yeah, a sugar like, baby or yeah. something like that which i do dabble in too okay um but I think the difference is when you're being a sugar baby, you're putting out there what you expect and they're also putting out there what they expect. It is a relationship, but it is also a, it's a contracted relationship. You're putting okay. out there first, hey, I want this and I want this. Does this work for you? Would this work for you? Cool. But being a pet is more like, I like I am, I am only the pet to my <clears throat> boyfriend slash daddy right now because... He treats me lovingly and caringly and is sweet to me and, and, and loves me just like you would your own pet. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there's more of a emotional loving relationship there versus someone that just wants to be spoiled. Okay, right. You want the emotional connection as well, like being someone's beloved pet. 
Yeah, like, I yeah. mean, the way people treat their pets. Yeah, I'm don't like, you want to be treated yeah, like that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's not a bad deal. It is. It's it's nice. You want a treat? You want a treat? Want to go outside? Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> do you yeah. want a belly rub? Yes. <laughs> That's true. So you have a boyfriend slash daddy. I do. Uh, when did you meet him? Um, actually, we just celebrated our one-year anniversary. Go me. Yay. I never thought I'd ever Congrats. be in a relationship for that long. Thank you. <laughs> they usually last a hot, like, three weeks before. I'm so annoyed that I can't even stand them anymore. So it was a nice change of pace. Yeah, that's a huge then. Fall in love. I actually felt, I actually told him I loved him the first night I met him and fucked him mid-sex. That's an eventful night. <laughs> yeah, you were blasting through it. Like, let's do all the shit. Man, yeah, just to knock it out of the park to yeah. begin with. Yeah. Well, so we met on Tinder because I travel to Austin a lot. Um, I'm actually packing to move there as we speak. Oh, okay. Um, but and he I, lives there. He, he lives okay. there. He lives there. And he liked me on my Tinder profile. Super liked me. Actually, I like to rub that in but he super likes me. like what a dork who yeah. even does that seriously except for he super likes a lot of women so it's not really that big of a deal but they all feel special about it exactly they all important. feel special that's what's important he really i always reels them in with that what's hilarious is every time someone would do that to me i'd be like oh they did that on accident <laughs> i've seen a number of profiles that say if i super liked you 100 percent accident oh, yeah <laughs> I, i've totally seen that as well but so he super liked me. We talked. I was already back in Tulsa. He texted and we did phone calls for like a month. And then one day at work, I got a surprise. There was flowers delivered to my work with a really nice, beautiful handwritten card that said, this is surprise number one. Text me for surprise number two. And the surprise number two was a selfie of himself at the center of the universe in downtown Tulsa. Ooh. Oh, it's good. And yeah. <laughs> That's really good. Slick. <laughs> and I had no idea. And it was an hour before I got off my shift. So I called him freaking out. I finished up my closing duties. My coworkers covered for me. I left to go shower and get changed and met him for dinner and drinks. And then at the second bar, I met his wife. Okay. I knew there had to be a twist. <laughs> There's definitely a twist. Um, I met his wife and we got along and everything was great and he was very open about he had a wife from the get from the get-go i mean it was in his tinder profile yeah. and it was in the first two or three messages we talked about so i already knew he was in that kind of relationship i would imagine that if he you brought her on your first date that yeah he yeah, yeah. <laughs> she already had my number by then it was texting me oh, so that's really cool yeah we have a very unique relationship um but yeah so we met at the second bar we had a great time and um you know, obviously that's a very intimidating situation, especially that's my first open relationship to ever be in. And then she went back to the hotel room and he came home with me and we were just so into each other that we started having sex and things got nasty. And then before I knew it, I was blurring out, I love you in the middle of sex. <laughs> Did you get embarrassed when you said it? No, I didn't. I mean, it was like... I was a hundred percent authentic. It was a hundred percent authentic to him as well, and um, it really kind of just took off from there. And hearing the story, it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there was all this buildup. He surprised you. Yeah. And was, like, oh, totally. Lovely. Totally. So not just like. No, it wasn't hey. just like a one night stand that like miraculously turned into this relationship. There was definitely like a perfect buildup of. Yeah, I really like you, and we have this connection. And then whenever you know, whenever you meet someone off the internet or on any sort of dating or 
on online website for, for that matter. <laughs> they, uh, you build up this person who you think they are by their online profile or by talking to them via text who you think they're going to be. And then you meet them and they're not that person. Oh yeah. That yeah. Happen. So that happens to people, but this was the complete opposite. He was everything I thought he was going to be via text and phone call. And I think the same, I mean, I hope I can say the same thing for him, but um, I think that's what kind of led that to led up to that. So, so you said you had never been in an open relationship prior to this. No, I have not. I'm sure I have unwillingly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the unethical non-monogamy. Totally. Totally. Uh, so had you thought about open relationships before? Yes. Um, I always knew that monogamy was not for me, not because, not because I know it doesn't like, I know it works for some people, but in my mind, in the way I am in my life, I'm always going to be attracted to somebody else eventually. And it's not even, I want this person to be in my life forever, but I want to experience what kind of experience they can give me. And that would be really unfair to date someone and say that this one person is solely responsible for giving me everything I need out of a relationship. That's almost impossible to do. You get so much from your relationships with your siblings, with your friends, with your coworkers that you don't get from your significant other. And that's okay. Like it's okay to get other like things. So I always knew that monogamy was not for me, but I didn't know what that could look like because no one talks about that to children or people growing up or you're not taught that those are options for people just like how four-year university is what drill is drilled in every single child's mind yes. they don't talk to you about yeah. trade school it's the same concept it's like, like this is what's for everyone yeah. yeah both you'll earn a living yeah well, actually if you go to trade school you will earn a living if yeah. you get a four-year degree <laughs> you right. might not good luck <laughs> right yeah yeah uh, non-monogamy is not something that really is on the wavelength at all no. in our culture. And it's, it's Not weird. One, once you start to get into it, you're like, why is no one talking about this? Totally. This is pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Can you all think of any... So there's been a lot more... Willow Smith. Okay. Coming out and saying that. Did you see that? No, I, I that's didn't. where you were going. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt Well, I'm just seeing, talking about... That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Like celebrities. I know her parents, Will and Jada, everyone always talked about them being open. And totally. it was a really negative thing. Right. They were like, ooh, gross. Right. Um, but also just in television and entertainment, like we see a lot more LGBT relationships, stuff like that. But this is something that people have not, not tapped been represented. into yet. Right. I can't think of anything. Totally. Yeah, I don't either. Mm -mm. I, I can't like think of one. Mm -mm. It's so interesting. Right. And like you said, whenever people do bring up open relationships or poly relationships with celebrities or people who even speak about the possibility that more than one partner could make them happier or a better person. Those are oftentimes looked at negatively and gross or ew, or, Oh, I can't believe they let each other do that. How do you know they, uh, one thing I actually recently due to my relationship with, um, my boyfriend and his wife lost a friend of nine years over it. And something she said to me that stuck out is she said, you have no respect for yourself. Because I'm in such a relationship. And this is someone who can't handle a monogamous relationship and hasn't had a successful monogamous relationship and dates people that are not good matches for her, yet she's just so stuck on the way my relationship works that she can't see how that may even work for her as well. Like, you know, there's such judgment there. Yeah. And people don't get it. They're just scared. Wild to me, like, that she would end your friendship 
right. over your own choice you're making. Right. What I does just, it to do with her? I look at it like it, it was almost like she was a parent of an LGBT kid, you know, Q kid that they weren't ready for it. They weren't, they, she wasn't ready to like know that about me and accept that about me. And it was kind of like coming out of the closet and it didn't go well. You know, yeah. a lot of kids have that story. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. So. So you met your boyfriend and his wife. Now, were they married at the time that you met them? Um, legally, but they had not really told anyone. Okay. Um, and then they had the big, oh yeah, that's, I forgot about that actually. Um, so I met, uh, I met my boyfriend and his wife and we discussed about their relationship and obviously there was a lot of discussions happening because you have to talk about a lot, but months into it, I was like, wait, when is your actual wedding date? And they told me what their wedding date was, which had been decided months ago. Um, and it was actually my birthday. <laughs> their wedding was on your birthday. Their wedding was on my birthday. In front of their friends and family, I was also there by my boyfriend's request wearing a long red dress. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> Dressed like a harlot. Yeah, the scarlet letter. <laughs> a red dress, so... Were you in the ceremony or just in attendance? No, I was not okay. in the ceremony. They didn't have bridesmaids or um, groomsmen or anything like that. It was a very non-traditional wedding, which... Yeah, no shit. Yeah. When I you mean... invite your girlfriend to your <laughs> wedding, that's... And like... other partners. There was also other uh, partners there. So the, the wife, she has other partners? Um, or I don't know if she had any current ones that were there that day, but he did. Um, and she currently is seeing someone as well. So we have a lot of... There's a lot of uh, interesting twists to our relationship. Okay, so he has a wife uh-huh. and a pet. Yes. And then <laughs> someone else. Um, Other people. Yes. So he likes to say, and I agree, that there are your core, your family, is like what we like to say, there's your family, there's your partners, and then there's regulars. So the regulars aren't necessarily people that are in your immediately immediate life and are part of your like day to day or whatever, but they are people that you, I mean, have sex with or anything you do anything with that. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you're into. Right. And then your family is your core, your people, your wife, your girlfriend, those people that are very important to you. And then there's your partners that are people you see on the regular that aren't necessarily have a title in your life, I guess, which titles are so weird to us anyway. So, you know, I'm a lot of things to him, just as, you know, he's a lot of things to me, and vice versa, but... So, his, he has a wedding ring with his wife. He does. Do, do you have any, any jewelry with your relationship? I do. I wear a necklace that has my name Blondie on it. Uh, that was a gift very early in our relationship. I wanted... I actually wanted to wear... I always, wa- I always wanted a necklace that was cursive with my name on it, but I always thought they looked stupid with what my Christian name is. <laughs> so whenever Blondie was coming to around, I was like, oh, Blondie would look so cute on my necklace. And that was a gift from him. So Does uh, he have a ring for you? He does not. Oh, but I did buy him his wedding gift um, that I got him. Wait, was it wedding? No, I'm really sorry. It was Valentine's Day. My Valentine's Day gift from him, I ordered it off Etsy. It's a bracelet. And in the bracelet is jade beads. It's wooden beads. And in the jade beads, they spell out... Um, or no, jade beads, and then the wood little short and long beads spell out in uh, Morse code daddy. 
So, and he wears that bracelet every day on the same wrist that he wears his wedding band. Nice. So, he actually wore it on his wedding day, I think. So, it's really cute. And he, <laughs> funny story, I gave him that. And he thought it was so cute and sweet and complimented it and said, I really like how it's asymmetric. But he didn't pick up on the little card on the insert that said and explained that it was Morse code for daddy. <laughs> so he's sitting there just like, oh, baby, I love it. It's so sweet. It's so wonderful. I like it. It looks really cool. But he's not like... The symbolism is not yeah, it's setting not, in. Yeah, it's not setting in. And I thought, well, I guess he likes it, so whatever. And then it wasn't until his wedding day, which was um, a little over a month later, that... I was mentioning it again and saying something about it to someone else. And he was like, that's what that means. And I was like, are you, I was like, I was like, I go to all this trouble and you didn't even know. I was like, well, that means that's sweeter to me though, because you didn't know that it had such significant meanings and he still wore it every day anyway for that month. So <laughs> got him. Totally so got him. when you were at the wedding, did all their friends and family know your relationship with them? Um, Everyone that was everyone that showed up did not know before they showed up. There were a handful of people that certainly did know. Um, his his and her family included. I got to meet them. They invited me down for Thanksgiving, and so I met all of their family, and that was an incredible experience. Wow. Um, I had to sit around a table with people who just openly accepted, you know, their children's girlfriend essentially at their thanksgiving table and were so kind to me and open to me and that was just so lovely um so they all knew but there were a lot of other family members and friends that did not know and um in their wedding pamphlets they had an insert and it was really cute it said the scandalous gossip um if you don't know now you know a guide to our unique relationship and on the back it said you know we are in a open relationship um there will be other people here today that will be showing affection to and we don't want you to treat them any differently because they're here for the same reasons we are. And that's because we love them and want to celebrate with them. So if they didn't know before, they knew certainly <laughs> pretty much immediately <laughs> as the wedding started. So, and it kind of unfolded the whole day for them from there. So that is yeah. like very cool way to approach. It that. really was. They, I am extremely lucky, um, to have, been in this relationship and learn about open relationships with them um, because a lot of people don't have that mentorship because you don't really have an example set forth by other people to look upon and say, hey, how do I handle this situation? Because there's not a lot of people that are doing it or talking about it at least. Right, like we were just talking about like <clears throat> no representation or talked about so you're just figuring it out totally as you go. Totally. That's pretty, yeah. So it was really nice. So what was your role at the wedding? Because a lot of people get stressed out and they say it's a big kind of just a whirlwind of events. Uh, <laughs> were you part of the whirlwind or did you try to kind of keep things calm? Um, it was, I would say there's probably a little bit of a whirlwind before the wedding, but after the wedding started, I feel like everything flowed. They may have, they may have something completely different, but I was totally locked into the day. I was enjoying myself. They served screwdrivers at 10 a.m. when oh. the morning begins. Nice. Like, having a great time. Yeah. So everyone was having a great time. Um, yeah, it was just really great. The I felt like the flow was great. The whole day was great. It, it was just so full of love and everyone, like, speaking so kindly about them. And it just really made me – I mean, not that I needed the validation from other people to know how great they were from dating – 
you know, him and her essentially um, in the past like few months, but or almost a year by that point. But it was so wonderful to see how many people and their friends and family that had like such wonderful things to say about them and meeting me and were so open to being nice to me when they didn't really have to be. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd be like, I yeah. get that people don't get it. I'm yeah, not expecting it I would have been okay to, if they were just like, nice to meet you. It was so beautiful. But they really went above and beyond to be like, wow, how long have you guys been dating? And, you know, where do you live? And it, that was just so nice. Can you talk about your relationship with her? Yeah. And what uh, that looks like. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I Well, first off, I love her. She is very much one of my very best friends now. Um, I feel like we have a lot of titles for each other, and our relationship is very unique in the fact that I am straight, and um, she is bi. Um, so my love for her is not inherently romantic, only because uh, I always joke, or Louise always jokes, that, um, oh, I don't want to say it. We can bleep you out. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Daddy always says that I'm like spaghetti. I'm straight until wet. <laughs> so I'm, I can get brilliant. down sexually with women, and I think women are beautiful. And I think, honestly, no offense, Tom, but we're badasses, and I love women, but I'm not so romantically drawn to them, if that makes any sense at mm-hmm. all. So my relationship with her is very much of a friendship of. You know, I I love how much she loves, you know, my boyfriend. I love how much he loves her and she's my best friend. We call, we call each other girlfriends, um, and you know, sister wives and sisters and (laughs) girlfriend, you know, it just, it's a very complicated relationship. So I tell people all the time, like I'm their girlfriend because it simplifies it so that people just don't ask questions. If you say, oh, that's my boyfriend and his wife, which I do explain to some extent, but if I'm meeting people in just a random group of people, I'm just going to say that's my, you know, girlfriend and boyfriend. Cause they're just like, Oh, okay. It's like, like I, right. I dumb it down sometimes, you know, yeah. <laughs> water it down. is probably better. But. No, I think you were right when you said dumb it down. Yeah. People need, people they need, need, they need to be introduced like slowly yeah. to the, to the idea. So since you're best friends, do you like, uh, talk shit about daddy together? <laughs> I feel like that'd be so easy to do. Oh, poor, poor daddy. I mean, (laughs) there are times where he's made comments like, oh, please don't gang up on me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we were really sorry. I I feel like she definitely probably has more of a right to to bitch at him. They've been together for almost five years or five years at this point. Um, So they have a longer relationship than I do. And so I feel like you get the right to like nitpick at them. God, you didn't do the laundry for the third time I asked you, or whatever, whatever it may be. Um, since we haven't lived together and we've been long distance, like I don't have those nitpicky things, so mm-hmm. I'm very sensitive to him right now. Um, whereas she's more like, get it together, you know. So like every <laughs> once in a while, sure, we totally <laughs> nitpick at him, and it's unfair, and we apologize eventually. But <laughs> yeah, I just can imagine because that's what every he gets girl... ganged up on for yeah. sure. Every girl like goes and talks with their girlfriends for and sure. Bitches, so. Oh, totally. <laughs> Oh, and, oh, yes, and we do that, too. Like, if if he said something that hurt my feelings or whatever, and I don't really want to talk to him, like, oh, yeah, I'll call her and say, like, it just really hurt my feelings that he did this. And she'll say, you know, well, I can see why that would totally hurt your feelings. I don't know if he meant it like that, but it's nice to have, like, that sounding board with somebody yes. else that knows them as well. Yeah. So they're not just, like, spewing useless information at you back. There's right. It's an actual valid opinion there. So actually informed. Yeah, totally. 
Uh, so we talked a little bit about your relationship with their family. Mm-hmm. Does your family know about the relationship? So back to my small town Pentecostal upbringing, uh, my family was a pretty, I don't want to say prominent family in this, in this town, but we were well known. Um, I grew up on like a little farm and a nice house and my dad came from a very religious family as well. And when he was, I want to say like 45, um, came out of the closet after being married to my mom for 25 years and I was adopted. So I now have dads. I have, um, my two dads and then my uh, adoptive or my mom who I don't have a really good relationship with, uh, mostly because she is still very religious. So she does not know any of the facts of my relationship. My dads do, and they're very supportive. It was still very much a shock for them to hear about it and learn about it, but they were very receptive and just want what's best for me and to be happy because, you know... They know the struggle. That's, yeah. In their that's, own way. That's it, totally. They're like, eh, I don't have to understand. Yeah, they don't have to understand. They're just supportive, and they want me to be happy, and if this is what makes me happy, they're here for me. And that's what all parents should be like. Um, but I, I do not share with my uh, mom, because it would not be well-received. And when you know how they feel about a certain other, like how she feels about gay people... Why would I want to reveal this to her when I know her stance on something like that? How do you think this is really going to go over? Yeah. So I just avoid that. I don't talk about it at all, really. <laughs> just avoid, avoid, avoid. <laughs> like, what are you doing for the holidays? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it makes I it awkward. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I've had those conversations. Because my mom's kind of real small town religious. Mm-hmm. And like, if my girlfriend would like be on a date with another guy, and she's like, "So what are y'all doing tonight? Where's where's she at?" And I was like, "She's out with a friend." Like, yeah, yeah. The, you yeah. just have to like be vague and like, yeah. things happen, stuff. She's at a work function. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's the, working something. Oops. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh. <laughs> so funny though. Funny but true. Right, so you're pretty popular online. You got a lot. You get hollered at in the streets for your internet. <laughs> I um, know you. Do you have? Have you had any interesting propositions from oh, from fellers? That's a good question. Like any like weird pickup lines from oh, Tinder or something. I get weird pickup lines all the time, but uh, one thing in particular I can remember is a guy offered me two hundred dollars to eat my Chipotle dinner on Skype in front of him. Oh. Wow. And I did it like, and I mean, granted it was topless, but I still set crisscross applesauce on my bed with my laptop in front of me eating my Chipotle dinner topless. And he, he, he cash out me the money before I ever even did it. And I mean, I I didn't do it for long. I was just eating my dinner and he was like, you're so beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Was he talking to you or the Chipotle? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it was the combo. It was probably the combo. He's like, oh, look at this girl feeding herself. Oh. Did you spill some on your tits? Be like, oh no. Let me lick no. This. I mean, he didn't pay enough for that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> don't get crazy. Don't get crazy, okay? Just lick a little guacamole I, I, I agreed. I agreed to eat my Chipotle. That's all I agreed to. If you want more, you gotta pay more. So was he, like, <laughs> talking to you during this or just watching? I mean, he was watching and then he would make comments. Okay. But it wasn't, like... A conversation. No, oh, of course not. I was stuffing <laughs> my face. I have a steak burrito bowl in front of me. Could have been what he wanted. And I'm earning money eating it? Okay. Right. 
Was he jerking off or was he just? No, he was just watching? sitting. There. I mean, if he was, I could not tell because yeah. it was just from the head up, and he was just really into. Like you know when people are really close up on their yeah. computer, you just oh, know. Yeah. yeah, like he was just really <laughs> close up. <He's, laughs> what do you think about that? Like when people ask stuff like that, and that in particular, what do you think is arousing about that for him? <sighs> That's such a good question. I mean, do you do you even wonder at this point, or you're like, I don't care. I mean, I, and, to and be honest, me. I don't care. Whatever, I mean, whatever floats their boat, if they're willing to spoil me for it, I'll, you know, I'll go for it. But I do think that there is a sense of, they like that this beautiful girl on the other end of this computer screen is giving me her time because mm-hmm. I shell that cash. Like, I mean, it's just, why do men go to the strip club? Because there are women there that are doing that job that they want to see. That's They want to shell out dough for a beautiful girl to come give them a lap dance. It's the same concept. Um, and I feel like, you know, I, I always, I feel like I'm such a feminist and I'm all about women's rights and going there. But I also hate those feminists that are like, you know, anti-sex workers or anti-stripper because... To me, that's the ultimate empowerment. If I can literally look hot and you're going to give me money for it, <laughs> I just fucked you over. Like, yeah. who's the no. joke now? What I'm, do you mean? I'm the ultimate feminist. <laughs> like, I just suckers. gained the system, bitch. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what they're doing. It's like, you know, and there, I feel like there are a lot of misconceptions that get spewed around. Like, I can't even talk. But they get spread out there that people are like, oh, well, all the sex workers, they're forced into that. They don't want to do that. They... You know, they're, these are women that are on hard times and they're doing that. Like, maybe your average coke hooker down the street on the corner, <laughs> maybe, maybe she doesn't want to be there. But I can almost guarantee you a girl, uh, you know, 20, 30, whatever, some things that are on the other end of the computer screen that are doing that at will. They're doing it because A, they're making more money than you do at your 9 to 5. And B, they're doing it because they like to and they can make their own schedule and it's easy. I mean, if they know, if you know what you're doing and you can put on a show for someone um, and be comfortable in your own skin and love yourself enough to put yourself out there so much like that for somebody else to judge and pay for, then more power to you. Yeah. Because you love yourself on a level that a lot of people don't. We, I, we have had some conversations. We, he and I go back and forth because I don't frown on sex work or sex workers, mm-hmm. but like, for instance, the porn industry. Right. It's very exploitive. I completely agree with that, Those girls last, like, two years. Right. They're filming scene after scene. It's extremely hard on their bodies. I agree with that. They're not getting paid a lot. So, and, like, there was this rash of suicides. Right. And, like, a lot of death. One girl from sepsis. Like, so I'm like, uh... Right. It teeters into that. But I do agree with you because the porn industry is really, is really taking advantage of, A, young girls and B, women in general. But... I feel like when you're in control and you're the one, no one else is behind the camera doing it. You're doing it all on your own. You're doing this. There's no one else behind it. There's no one else making money but you on the other end of it. You take back that control that porn producers take from people. Yes. Um, I can see that. And that's that's something that I like about that. Um, because, I mean, to say I haven't considered ever getting into porn, that, I mean, I'd be lying to you because, I mean... I'm good at fucking. Why well, don't make money for it? <laughs> I like to play roles. I like to play. I like to act. I like you like to, to put on a show. I like to put on a show. It's something that I always have enjoyed, which I think is so funny looking back on now. But 
I would never get into porn and be under someone's control. I would want my own company. I would want to be producing my own content because then I own everything. I own the right to distribute that. And, and you know, no one else is going to take advantage of me mm-hmm. in that way that happens to so many women. Yeah, I heard another podcast and basically they were saying <clears throat> if you're going to watch porn and you find someone you like, go find their Snapchat. Go find Support someone them. to like personally give yes. them money yes support them because that's so that's so widespread now there's so yes. many even like some of the known names in the adult film industry have their Are own snapchats to, yes. have their um uh, like because their own it's websites more directly to them yeah totally and it's just not necessary and almost any form of entertainment it's not necessary to go through no a record label or no. you know this that and the other you can just put your stuff out there yeah on your own social media and the internet has definitely connected us in ways that we have never dreamed of and in that is celebrity or people of any sort of any sort of fame uh can reach out basically directly to their fans and their fan base via twitter via instagram via fetlife anything like that uh and they don't have to go through an agent and be approved to say something you know they can say it whatever they want and i think that really changes the way that we view celebrities or people that we even know from the internet they get to know you better if you just Directly to consumers. <laughs> yes, right. take it all so. the bullshit out. Uh, have you done any cam shows? I have not, but I would like to. I think that's probably going to start soon. Me and my girlfriend, sister, wife, we're <laughs> going to uh, explore that very soon. So be on the lookout for something. We're putting in the work. Well, we're putting a business model together very soon um, oh. to maybe launch like our own website or app or something. But we want to get into producing our own content and owning the rights to all of that. Yeah. Um, because I feel like that's that's where your branding and your and your money is at, if you can do that. So. Definitely. Uh, so since you've had your daddy, mm-hmm. how long have y'all been together? You said a year? A year, yeah. Was there, was there a one-year celebration? Um, <laughs> actually, well, he came down to see me before, uh, but we didn't get to spend the actual day together. We didn't get to spend the actual day together, but uh, we, I sent, well, we normally send each other cards. This is actually funny you're bringing this up because it was a recent uh, small argument between us. Okay. <laughs> um, I gave him a card whenever he was here, um, and it actually said on the front, happy sex anniversary since our first time meeting and our, what we consider our anniversary was also the same time we had sex and I loved him. So we... I sent it, or I gave him that card while he was here, which is early. And then his wife sent me a card. On, I got it the day before our anniversary that said, on the front of the card, it said, you've been fucking my husband. And on the inside, it said, for a year, happy anniversary. <laughs> and it was the greatest That's card. That's fucking beautiful. She sent it to my work. <laughs> <laughs> so I opened it there. And my coworkers actually know I work for a great place that, that knows and allows me to be me. So... Um, I showed it to them, and they got a really good kick out of it. And she wrote a very sweet and personal message in it. Um, and then I thought, well, maybe I'll get his the next day. Ooh. oh And I didn't get anything. And then I thought, Daddy fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'm a very, I feel like, I'm a, well, I know I am. He'll agree with this. I'm a very emotional person. So those things mean a lot to me. And I didn't get one on my birthday, which was also his wedding day. So I didn't complain about it. But when I opened my birthday gift, I was like, oh, where's the card? And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, baby. I 
with everything going on, I forgot. So I had made a point to say, well, just so you know, I really love your handwritten cards and they mean the world to me. And then our anniversary comes up and he didn't send me a card. And I held on to that for a few days thinking, okay, it was the 4th of July right after. Maybe it got caught up in the mail. And then I'm moving. I'm moving my entire life for him to be with, you know, them essentially. And I didn't get a fucking anniversary card. And I was like, I was holding into that and I let it eat me alive. And then finally I broke down and I was like, can I tell you something that really hurt my feelings? And he's like, of course. And I was like, it really hurt my feelings that I didn't get an anniversary card from you and I got one from my sister wife. And he was like, oh. and then and then I think it all set in and he was like, I'm so sorry. He's like, I, I bought that card for her to send to you months ago, even before the wedding. And so I made sure she wrote in it and sent it. And he's like, in my mind, it just checked off the box of acknowledging it. Because boys are dumb. Yeah. Boy, boys are dumb. Plus they're hard. No, yes, they are. I'm sorry, Tom. <laughs> so, We're smart. And he apologized, and I feel better. Um, so it, I won't say it was a fight, but I had to bring up that my feelings were hurt because he didn't send me an anniversary card. <laughs> you said something earlier about you all have to communicate a lot. Oh, yeah. What has been the most difficult issue for you guys to tackle as kind of a triad? Where do I even begin? <laughs> do you, do we have time for another podcast? Um, <laughs> but no, it's uh, communicating about who you're dating, who you're seeing, who you're talking to, what these people are to you. Um, that for me has been the most challenging thing because since I am long distance right now, it's very difficult to it's very difficult to hear that he's taking someone else out on a date, um, and it doesn't even come from the jealousy that you're going to have sex with this person, the jealousy comes from, oh, I'm so sad that you get to sit across the dinner table from him and enjoy his laugh and hear him talk about the things that he's passionate about and you get to make him laugh. Or that feeling when you're being in someone's presence. Right. It makes me, we say, and it's very fitting, that I have FOMO. I have a fear of missing out. I am missing out on an entire life that they're living and I am not there. Um, and so that makes it very difficult. So we have to discuss about everything. Why this person makes me feel jealous. Um, why, why do I feel any sort of, um, you know, envy about this person? And, and you have to talk about very detailed things or why you can't come this weekend when I really wanted you to come. And, you know, you just have to have uncomfortable conversations about everything, anything that upsets you, because if you let it bubble inside you it's going to get worse and it's not going to get better for anyone involved and there's other people involved there's other people's hearts and souls and experiences like you're you can hurt someone else so you have Mm -hmm. to be open about it or it's just gonna burn crash and burn basically yeah because you guys can have the two dynamics that are really hard you're open and you're long distance yeah so those are two things where people look at it and go oh god that's a lot yeah it is and yeah and you know, I never knew, honestly, I never knew I had it really in me to be doing this. Um, if you would have told me over a year ago, you're going to be in a long distance open relationship, I would have been like, you're lying. <laughs> um, and it's really sweet because I will say he's very good about letting me know how proud he is of me um, and how impressed he is by the way I am handling myself or handling a situation or being able to discuss my feelings about a situation because that's not very easy to do 
um, when you're dealing with a lot of emotions um, all at once. And even when I feel like I am failing and not doing a good job of communicating or telling my feelings, um, he's very good about reminding me like how far I've come and, and how much we've overcome together, all of us together. And, you know, it, it does help having someone that is so supportive and saying, no, you can do this. Like we can do this. We, any problem that arises and I feel a certain way and I feel like I'm going to be shunned or, you know, I, I have a fear of rejection obviously because of my religious upbringing and all the craziness that surrounded it. But having someone that looks at you and says, we're going to handle this together and I'm going to hold your hand the whole way through makes all the difference in the world mm -hmm. of how you tackle your problems. So, How often do y'all visit one another? Um, typically, um, in this past year, it's been about every month to about every other month. There was a period of time we went, I think we went eight over eight weeks without seeing each oh, other God. and that was excruciating for me. Um, and, and he tries his best to realize that I don't have any other partner here. Mm -hmm. He has, you know, they live together. He has a wife. They have their own set life that is already built down there together. Um, and so I don't have that come home and can talk to someone about my problems or, hey, let's go get dinner just down the street or let's go to the grocery store. Like, I don't have that support. So whenever you go a long period of time and you haven't been around them, I, want, I don't want to say that I start resenting them, but even when I'm on the phone with him and he's like, okay, cutie, I gotta go. We're gonna go to the grocery store now. I'm like, I get bratty. I get upset because I'm like, I'm I'm jealous that you get to go to the grocery store together. You're like, uh, can you wear earbuds and take me along? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Why are you gonna hang up? It's it's a cell phone. It's not a landline. Yeah. Bring me along. So <laughs> and we do do that actually. Sometimes it's funny you say that. We'll have times where we're just all sitting on the phone together and they're just doing random shit, you know, nothing important in there. It feels like we're all there together and that makes mm -hmm. it easy, but I'm in a long distance relationship. I didn't know so that. I understand that yeah. dynamic where, and also when you have these moments where you're vulnerable with each other, then it's like, click. Okay. Bye. Yes. And they're not oh there. Gosh, yes. And it's just like, Oh, you God, don't get hurts. that aftercare of, I just mm -hmm. poured my heart out over this very, hard subject that is very draining and we had to talk about a lot of uncomfortable feelings you don't get to hold each other afterwards right. and tell each other i love you it's okay i understand you and people really underestimate how bodily contact even you know there's like recent studies about it i think i was reading that even platonic cuddling mm -hmm. helps people so much it's like very reassuring for yes, me personally. Totally, me too. <clears throat> I'm like, yeah. oh, I instantly feel more so secure. Much I feel better. Yes. Like all the difference. Yes. So that is a huge challenge I face as well. I don't get that cuddly after, you know. I'm so sorry we had to talk about all of this, but here I'm here and I love mm -hmm. you. You don't get that. It's difficult. Yeah, I'm like I can't see. You might be hanging up the phone like rolling your eyes. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. You may actually be annoyed with me. Yeah, I don't fucking know. <laughs> so true though. Um, can we go back to talking about how people pay you to eat Chipotle? Yes, 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 <laughs> yes we I don't can. know. Did we define the term pay pigs? I don't think so. We didn't get there yet. Oh, That's I why so. I wanted to come you back. Come it's fine. We can go all over the place. Uh, yeah, so I'm still very much a... Uh, my goals would be to be a fendom. Does anyone know what that no. means? Okay, no. Okay. Talk to I do, but go ahead and okay. tell us. A fendom is a 
financial dom. Okay, yes, okay. I've heard fin about dom, that. Fin dom, F-I-N. Okay. Um, and it means that, it, and there, of course, with any kink, there's a wide variety spectrum of that, whether that be you're just a pay pig that sends a hot chick some money from the internet so that she'll respond to your messages, um, or you actually want a dominant woman to take care of your finances and, and give you an allowance and say, you can have this much money this week, you pig, or... <laughs> Whatever. There, I mean, there's a lot of there's a very wide variety of that. But I am on the baby scale right now. Uh, I am just getting people to send me money or gifts off my Amazon wish list. Um, I'll post pictures of whatever they send me on my Fet Life. So if you send me sexy lingerie, I'll post a picture of it. Um, but it's just the I think some people are into the control. They want to give up that control to someone else, mm. and they like to see it make them happy and. Whatever they can do to serve and make someone happy is what they want to do. If that includes money, so be it. Uh, so I'm looking at your fat life now. Uh, <laughs> it says, your DMs are boring. Don't waste my time. <laughs> you want to know what makes me wet? Being spoiled. <laughs> money, baby. It does. Uh, and true. then, and so I'm, you've got some very uh, lovely and sexy photos on here. <laughs> one of them, this is one of my, uh, something that I recently this is got Tom's Hall of Fame. So you've posted some lingerie yes. that someone's bought, purchased for you, yes. and the caption that you attached to this photo says, anyone want to fess up to buying this off my wish list? So someone just sent you this, but you don't know who? Yeah, yeah, it does happen. Um, they just like to be anonymous. They don't like to fess up to it. Um, it's funny you pulled that picture up because there is a guy that commented, and he was like, it was me. I told you to send me my wish list. But if you know someone's bragging about it, they probably aren't the one who sent it to you. Um, so he DM'd me after that comment, um, and I asked him to identify the other gift that he brought as well that was sent with the package, uh, uh-huh. and he can't. Yeah. So you're not going to get one over on this girl. Uh-uh. She's been that, around the block a few times. Yeah. I know, I know this trick. That was, see, I didn't know the backstory. I oh, was just yeah. reading the comments, and I laughed so hard because this guy, <laughs> first of all, his profile pic is just his, his, his penis. Dick. Uh, yeah, right. Not and, creative. And so that's that's the guy said it was me. I hope you enjoy. And then her comment is doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I was like, who is this guy? So I had to look at him, and he yeah, has right. a total of eight Fet Life friends. He's legit. Like, eh. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh no. Bless his heart. But yeah, my I mean, my ultimate goal would just to be have so many people sending me money all day just because I respond to their pathetic messages. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I would rather do all? that than work for the man. Uh, it's, uh, that's what I'm getting at. What's, like, the most anyone's paid you? And what did you... What was the... What were the, the terms, I guess? Um, a trip to Phoenix. Oh. A trip to Phoenix um, plus sex cash. What? A five-star hotel with amenities and dinners and shopping um and i just stayed with him that is pretty cool <laughs> which that was more of a um to be honest that was more of a looking for a long-term sugar baby um, investment thing um which i no longer speak to that person but no yeah sad face um but i have had a couple very successful sugar baby arrangements one of which the person is still my very good friend um and we're very close um, but he was just more like a mentor and someone that was able to help me out in a time when I needed it. Um, and he was someone that I respect a lot. And we had a great really, I mean, 
the thing that people confuse about sugar babies is they think, I mean, let's be honest, they think they're just prostitutes. You hand them money, you get fucked. The, the, but it's the new term for prostitute is a sugar baby. That is very, very far um, from what it really is. So women, you know, can, it's, you can have a mentor that's just there to, to sit, like, for instance, you want to get into real estate. You find a guy who's looking for a sugar baby that wants to help you get your real estate license and also wants you to travel and so you look good on his arm at functions or whatever. It's a, I mean, there's a wide variety of what people are looking for. It is not, of course there are men on those websites that are explicitly looking to try to get sex from women for money. But that's not what it is all about. It's about the relationships you can build and what kind of access you can have to different opportunities that some people may not be afforded in life. Okay, I never saw Pretty Woman, but I do know <laughs> that she went shopping, so is she a sugar yes. baby? Yes! Okay. Well, technically she was she a, prostitute. a prostitute. Yeah, that he picked up, but then he turned her into a princess. So. Okay, yeah. so... She, she was like the first kinda, sugar baby. Yeah, she kind of transitioned she from prostitute to, to sugar baby. baby. Okay. That but that's cool to me. Ugh. That movie's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching... Julia Roberts. Ugh, I die. You know you watched it as a kid, and you were like, oh, shit. You're like, I shouldn't be watching this, but this is weird, but... Also, I'm kind of into it. Yeah! <laughs> I want to go shopping like that and piss off the snobby workers there. Yes, They're like, yes. you, you can't afford this? Really? Here's my daddy's credit card. Okay, so you swooned a little over Julia Roberts. Do you have any like major celebrity crushes? Oh, oh my gosh, that's such a good question. I mean, any actual like celebrity... <sighs> It's so hard for me because I feel like if I'm not scrolling through Instagram that I don't know who my crushes are, all, like, from day to day. Mostly just Instagram thoughts. I just, <laughs> Any straps. men that, that really get you going? <laughs> oh, oh, well, I know where you're going with this. Yes. Daddy. <laughs> his name is Daddy. Um, not my boyfriend, Daddy, but the ultimate Daddy that I would leave my actual Daddy for. God? Um, <laughs> That's a father, not a daddy. Oh, there's a, my there's bad. A difference. Oh my gosh! And his name is Jeff Goldblum. Okay. I would okay. do disgusting things to Jeff Goldblum. I think he's only gotten hotter with age. That's true. He is the ultimate silver fox, um, and his style. I mean, have you followed his Instagram? Because no, maybe I should. Oh, his style is just to die for. It screams, "Get on your knees, bitch!" I mean. Okay, big, I'm gonna follow him big, on Instagram right big now. Big <laughs> dick energy out the ass. I love him. I'm just obsessed with him and his attitude, and I think he's hot, and I'm into that look aesthetically. I, I would just die if he ever looked my way. Who's your <laughs> favorite um, local celebrity? Who's your local favorite local celebrity? local boylesque dancer? <clears throat> There's someone sitting in this room. <laughs> It might His be the only one. Tom. <laughs> Nob Sterling. Oh. Yeah. Um, that is so funny that we met at that FET party where you were being the host of it, too. Because I, yeah. vivi I vividly remember Tom saying, can I spank you? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I vividly remember spanking you. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're lucky you didn't have to cash up her, Tom. It's true. <laughs> right. It's true. <laughs> she that might ask now. That was such a great, that was such a great party, too. It was a great party. It was a great party. And Brittany was there that night with that beautiful, low-cut, black dress. She, I mean, 
you know how like some people are famous for something they like see one picture of someone that goes viral and ever like Pamela Anderson in the white bikini yeah okay yeah. Brittany in that dress that's like I think of her every time in that beautiful black dress because she looks so great that night she did a photo shoot recently I think it was that dress maybe a different was one it? but yeah she, I, we so got it you gotta okay. see those pictures they might oh. be on her Instagram too her titties are uh, incredible yeah Tom's a fan a huge fan huge fan <laughs> Um, have you ever had your toe sucked by a podcast host in a bathtub? <laughs> I have. <laughs> is the answer I again have. Tom King? The answer <laughs> is again Tom King. Um, we call it the threesome house. Um, we... Lauren doesn't know the story. This <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't I, know. I, I, lived, I was like, I what house? Know. So, uh, I hope to God these people never hear this podcast. <laughs> but I am a, a, a house sitter on the side and a pet sitter on the side and I take care of these people's pets and I have for years um, and they're great people and I feel like I have to preface the story and say that they explicitly gave me permission years ago that if I ever wanted to have anyone over to their house I was more than welcome to people were welcome to stay so I had their permission for this to begin I don't think I have explicit permission for what happened <laughs> but I'm like I don't know if they foresaw wherever this is going but yeah they but said it was fine they said it was fine so we all went out one night and I invited them back to the house to take a bubble bath. Me and Brittany to take a bubble bath in their beautiful jacuzzi tub. And so Brittany and I got naked and took a bubble bath together, um, which led to Tom watching us take a bubble bath together, which led to Tom sucking on my toes in, while I was in the bathtub, while Brittany touched me and showed me her beautiful breasts <laughs> that great. are wonderful. My boyfriend is obsessed with them. He thinks they're gorgeous. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen them fully, but generally I get the idea. They do yeah. seem very nice. You can come to a, a burlesque show and see them with just oh, the pasties. Oh, I did see yeah. that. Okay, I've seen, seen most of them. Those were good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was hot, nice. though. We, we, Fuck we, yeah. We got... It got interesting, and we all were a little drunk, and um, I watched them have sex at one point in time, which was hot, but that was after Tom fingered me and... Gave me an orgasm with my vibrator, which I feel like the most important part about that is the fact that he was slapping me. And that's, I'm into degradation. Yes. So. And, and Ooh, I love okay. giving degradation. Yeah. So like once I knew you wanted to be slapped <laughs> and degraded, I was like, all right. I'm so Tom into was like, Yeah. <laughs> that's, was, I mean, that's pretty much what happened. Okay. So your, your daddy came up recently and we were talking about that. And there was one line in particular that I gave to you that was oh, really hot. God. Do you remember what it was? Something like... Oh, oh, yes, I, to oh, I totally forgot about that. Um, he was slapping me across the face as we were very into it. And uh, he said, come on, this Hitachi wine, because that's all little whores like you are good for. Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, I was like, sploosh. <laughs> like, <laughs> immediately. and Because that, that is something that um, my daddy and I play on a lot is like, you know, that's all you're good for is little little cum slut, you're a little whore, you're a little, I like being degraded like that, um, in a safe, obviously in a very right. safe space. Yeah. That does not come naturally for everyone. Everyone does not get that from me. Um, and it is not okay if you don't know me in that light to do so to me without my permission or anyone's permission for that right. matter. But Tom explicitly had my permission to do yeah. so. And so does daddy. She was asking for it, like explicitly, explicitly asking, asking for it. it. Call me slap me across the face is my exact words. Um, <laughs> So that was extremely hot, and he said that, and 
I, I mean, after the experience was over and I got home like the next day, which we'll have to tell in a second, um, I texted my daddy and I said, you're never going to believe what Tom said to me last night when he was laughing me. And he said, how did he get my words? <laughs> he's like, how did he know? How did he know? <laughs> we are... I, I struggled that night because they were in the tub making out, so I was jerking off watching them. Oh, yeah. And then it got time to have sex, and I was like, oh, I'm so close to coming already. Like, I'm going <laughs> to... Like, uh-oh. And I don't... Like, daddy is not a thing that, that I've ever really Been wanted in. to be called mm-hmm. uh, until uh, we were having sex, and Blondie said, yeah, take your daddy's cock, you little whore. And I was like, oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't realize I said that. That's oh, I, so good. Yeah, that was good. That makes me so happy now. <laughs> um, man, you, you guys the... are like pro dirty talkers. <laughs> oh, this is next level. We had some it, good shit that night. Yeah, I we say some really explicit shit when Daddy and I are having sex. It gets real. Like somebody posted, you know how you're in all these different groups on Facebook, and we'll be like, post something that's funny or whatever, and they like ask for threads of stuff. Somebody posted like post what you say when you're having sex and I was reading all these people's shit and I was like I am fucked up in the head (laughs) I was like like, something is wrong with me if this is what normal people say because this is not what I say whatever normal people say I don't say yeah so I don't I don't know what they're doing that was a very hot interesting night and I'm I'm in a very weird place sexually honestly because being in this long distance relationship and being in love for a very first time in a very long time. Uh, I don't struggle with intimacy, but I struggle with letting myself be comfortable enough with someone mm-hmm. to have any sort of experience with them right now because I don't trust a lot of people right now. Um, cause I'm in a lot of transition modes. I'm obviously moving my entire life to Texas for them. So that's a big change, but it was very nice because knowing that I know Tom and Brittany so well um, and that I know that they're going to respect me and love me and care for me and respect my boundaries. Um, that was something that made me extremely comfortable that night. And Luis was so thankful for that because I can't say his name, whatever. Um, he was so thankful for that because uh, I was so comfortable enough to have that experience whenever I haven't been doing that with other people recently. Um, and you want that for your partner. You want them to be happy sexually as well. That's, yeah. a, I mean, if you're with someone and you're not meeting their needs currently, you want them to have that, um, or they're not a healthy person if that's what makes them happy. So I will say the next day uh, we were having sex and we got done and she was like, what do you think about the threesome last night? I was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, that's so hot. That's so we both came again thinking about that. That's so flattering. Oh, <laughs> like I'm getting embarrassed now. <laughs> now, when you tell your daddy about sex with other people, does uh-huh. he get turned on by the story or is he just happy that you're happy? You know, I've, I think it's probably a mix of both for him. Um, he does get, I mean, part of our, Part of our kinks together is um, talking about like other men, like fucking me and him getting sloppy seconds and like things like that. Um, That's hot. So I did. So I do think it turns him on. Do I think that it's always a turn on for him? Maybe not. I mean, I I assume because he tells me so that he loves me in the way I love him as well. So I can see you know. If he did feel some type of way, like, oh, I'm, she's getting a lot of attention from someone else. Yeah, I'm sure that does give him some type of feeling. But for the most part, he's happy I'm happy. He wants me to be happy. And if 
being out with someone else or going to dinner or making out or having actual sex with someone is what makes me happy. That's what he's, that's what his end goal is. How much does he tell you about his other relationships? So as of right now with our current relationship, um, I have requested minimal knowledge right now, not because of anything else other than I'm struggling with FOMO and the fact Mm -hmm. that I can't be there. Um, he does not like that, but he respects my wishes because um, he knows what kind of spot I'm in. Um, but we do talk about them. Um, I ask what I want to know if he tells me, and we do talk about it. Um, but for the most part, when we first started dating, it was very open lines. Communication were flowing heavily both ways. Um, he would tell me about who he was going out with and if they were, you know, if he had sex with them later or how it was or details when they were intimate or things like that. And I wouldn't get as upset as I do right now because it's been over a year we're doing this back and forth I'm currently moving I'm leaving my entire life everything I've ever known for the last eight years to be with him so you're like I'm fragile yeah enough. I'm fragile enough let's Without just deal with that it. totally and he respects that um, so it's it's all about communicating listen I don't care if you're dating other people right now but I just can't hear about you having sex with them right now and it's yeah. not because the visual is too much for me it's because my emotional heart can't take it right just because mm-hmm. I'm so fragile. And he is very kind and respects that. Um, and also just respects me enough as a person to tell me. If that makes him uncomfortable, he'll say, I really would like to tell you something because I think it's important for you to know. Um, and that's nice to have a partner. Now, this was your, or currently is your mm-hmm. first open relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you had threesomes or group sex before? I have, actually. Um I've had experiences with people. I haven't I haven't had an actual threesome where all parties were involved. Like I had a very much like college experience making out with the other girl why he was like into both of us. But let's be real, he wasn't putting on a show. It was we were putting on a show for him. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so I have had and I have had other experiences like with people like in a group setting where people are like touching each other and whatever. I've never, I have not had two, uh, like, is it, I'm going to butcher this, but male, male, female, or Mm -hmm. I haven't even had male, female, male either, um, which I would like both of those. Um, but I have had like group experiences before I've had, like I've had sex with someone while other people were having sex in the same room, but we weren't swapping or anything. Um, but I'm very much open. I'm a, I like to watch, I like to observe and watch other people and see what they're doing and what they're into. I find that very alluring, and I can't look away. <laughs> <laughs> like, I went to the ropes class at the dungeon, Yeah. and there was somebody getting whipped, and I just, like, there was actually two people getting whipped on the opposite ends of the room, and I could not stop whipping my head back and forth, <laughs> literally, to be like, wait, wait, I need to see that person. I'm no, going to miss I, something. Yeah, I'm going to miss someone getting beaten, <laughs> and I really want to see it. Yeah, totally. I get that. I'm a bit of a voyeur. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's just Especially in a space like, like that. Totally. I'm oh. just like, huh. That's what people do. Yeah. Yeah, Lauren yeah. went to a, a party at some of our friends' house, uh, Nefarious, okay. after they okay. were on the show. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. And there was a couple on the couch. I don't even remember what they were doing. But there was three people on the couch just into all types of kink yeah. and sex and something. Doing and stuff. Lauren is just sitting... Uh, like in the recliner, just drinking wine, just legs crossed, just watching. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. <laughs> just like she's watching a really good movie yeah. or a Ken Burns documentary. I'm like, <laughs> like looking at all the angles. I'm like, wow, interesting. 
interesting. It's like a dog that just heard a lot of sounds. You're like, what? Oh. Well, I've always just been so curious about. Head. Yes, I've always been so curious about sex. Like yeah. from the time I was really young. So yeah. if I can watch someone do it, I'm like, oh, cool. right, right. Better understanding. I mean, that's how we learn. Yeah. I mean, you gotta figure it out some one way or another. <laughs> so you've visited Austin a few times. Yes. Uh, there's a place called Hippie Hollow. Have, have you yes. been there? Yes. That's a very frequent favorite place of me and my girlfriend um, and uh, daddy's wife. We like to go out there. It is a legal nude beach on Lake Travis. And um, it's really famous. They used to have big parties out there. I think they still do have big parties out there. I have not been to one. Um, but my stepdad actually used to go to Hippie Hollow <laughs> years ago. And I'm going to guess this is your gay dad. Yes. Okay. Yes, this is my stepdad. <laughs> um, and he said that they used to blow up blow-up dolls and go out there and use the blow-up dolls as a float? floaty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm just going to do that in the Illinois River. It's wonderful. Yeah. So it's a great time, and the community is so cool. There, people are so welcoming, and they're very big on like keeping it clean and people picking up their trash. And they're very serious about um, like if you spot someone that's there and they're taking pictures of people or whatever, mm-hmm. you can call the ranger, and there's someone there immediately to rectify the situation. It's you feel very safe, um, you know, especially for like a state-run park, you know, in Texas. Right. <laughs> Um, so this isn't just like a private. No, no, this is a state area, you wow. know, park. And it, it, well, and so Austin city limits, it is legal to be topless there. A woman filed a lawsuit years ago um, over being able to be topless in the city of Austin. So it is legal for you to walk around downtown Austin with your tits, with out. Your tits out. Now, Roll tide. I'm sure, like, I'm sure businesses can still refuse service to you, um, or like be inside a restaurant or whatever. Yeah. But on state grounds. You know, hmm. you know, city grounds, whatever, you can be topless. And I find, I'm like, that's so wonderful. Thank you, Austin. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, is Hippie Hollow like kind of a, a family-friendly nudist resort, or is it a little freakier? Um, it's probably a little freakier, but there's different sections. If you're, quote-unquote, a newbie, and you don't want to get naked, or you just want to take your top off, or you just want to be there to kind of look, but you're not totally, like, into it, you can you know, come to the front area and be over here. And that's where more of the boats will pull up and people will kind of swim out or go to the boats or whatever. But if you, if you take the time to walk down the path, it's kind of a long ways, but if you go all the way down to the end um, of the park, that's more of where the people that have been there for years that come that are, you know, they've, they've watched this place become popular with the young kids or whatever. And so, and that's definitely where more people are more open. I wouldn't say that they're freaky because they take it very seriously if someone's out there like having sex or something. Oh, because right. No. Yeah, no. I'm sure. So it's I'm very sure non-sexual nude Yeah, recreation. totally. Okay. I mean, there's not, I have. I don't think I've ever seen children out there, but it, it's not a, no, it's not like an orgy place that's safe. It's not a safe zone for orgies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like that's like most nude yeah. Things I think they yeah. try to make the point like totally. this isn't sexual. Totally. Right? Just a place to be naked. Totally. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, non sexual nude Safe recreation is Yeah, fun. I think I've that's done... something that should be more like this is our bodies. Why are we ashamed of it? I've right. heard some I've read something at some point about cultures where they have bathhouses and things like that. Yes. So like younger girls are seeing women's bodies at like a younger all stages. Age. Right. 
So you're not like, what the fuck is happening to me? Right. And it's also, you don't have this hyper idealized idea of what it means to be a woman. Like it's a very realistic thing. And I think that helps some with self-esteem. I agree. You're like, Hey, my tits still look pretty good. That lady's 80 years old. (laughs) Right. I should rock this. (laughs) Uh, so, do, do you have anything on your sexual bucket list? Anything you haven't tried that you'd like to? <sighs> big dreams. I got big dreams. But, <laughs> I mean, a lot of your dreams, if you're trying to be safe and a responsible human being, are kind of hard. Um, I guess I should probably just tell you which one is I'm referring to the most. But I would love to be gangbanged. I find that so attractive. I think it's so hot that a group of men all want to just, like, use me. I think that's so hot. But... I can't, like, realistically, this would be a raw sex scene, and I can't have, like, 12 dudes get their STD test notarized. Yeah. You know, like, I can't, yeah. I that, can't do that really safely. Like, how are you going to make that happen? Is that the number you have in your head, 12? No, I just throw Do you have a number? number or just um, At least five. That at least be, five. At least five would be good. That's, wait a minute, I'm trying to put that up, so that's, <laughs> yeah, that's one in all three holes and one in each hand. Be great. You can do that. I can do it. I've seen that scene before. I think gangbangs are hot. I think I would so love too. to be a part of one. Okay. Uh, yeah. So sign me. Up. Put me on your to do <laughs> list. I'll put, I'll put it on them on my to do list. Not yeah. saying, just saying. Yeah. I, this is an invite. I'm very <laughs> into that. Um, Five, I think, is a doable number. That's a doable number. I think so too. And it's also part of a kink that um, we also talk about in nasty talk whenever we're getting busy. But you know, we'll say things like. I can't believe I'm even going to say this. I'm so excited. <laughs> we'll say things like, you know, oh, my, I'm going to let my boys come use you. Like, and yeah, I'm going to let, I'm going to send my friends in after this. And after they come in your holes, then I'm going to come back in and I'm going to be the fourth one to come in your hole. And then I'll be like, oh, please, no, please don't. I can't. Like, I'm just, just like innocent. so into it. I'm so into <laughs> it. I'm just a little girl. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, please, no, please don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, we get real weird. Have you done anything similar to that? Like have like two guys at the same night, like back to back? Um, I've I've had like a twenty four hour turnaround, <laughs> <laughs> but I've never done like back to back. No, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed that I have not done a back to back. It's okay. We don't sex shame around oh, here. Oh, that's you can aspirational. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got please. yeah. Yeah, you're you're Thank a good you. pet slut. Everyone loves you. I'm yeah, you're hard. a good slut. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're slutty enough. Oh, thank you have so you, much. Have you had it where maybe it was just your daddy and one of the guys dumped a load of cum in you at the same night? I feel like this is no, but I really, really into it. No, it no, but I really I really wanted that and I actually turned that situation down recently. Oh, oh because he was here visiting, and there was a guy also here uh, from out of town that expressed interest to me when we were out with a group of friends. Um, and I, he propositioned me, and I told him, I said, uh, I'm not saying yes to anything until I know how big your dick is. And so he said, you can feel it. And I said, okay. And he stood up, and I touched his dick, and I was like, oh, it's nice. And then I said, okay, my only other stipulation is he gets to watch, talking about my daddy. Because that's something that's very hot to me. I want him to watch me be with other men. Um, and he said, okay. And I was shocked that he agreed. And it was towards the end of the night and my daddy was leaving to go back home the next day. And as badly as I wanted that experience, we, I've also been through a lot, um, in my own life, personal life. 
Um, and so I really just needed what we could refer to as box time. Um, if you're happy with your partner and you lost everything, would you be happy in a box with them? Um, and so you just spend time alone together being talking and loving and caring and hugging. And so as much as I wanted to be fucked by this guy and then my daddy turned around and fucked me immediately after, I turned it down because I needed box like, time. Like, I need connection. I yeah. need some emotional connection. Yeah. I'm about to miss this from yeah. you. Like, yeah. So ugh. I... Bad timing. Yeah, it was bad timing, but that, like you said, that day will come again. <laughs> I will get it's that. out there for you if you yeah. want it. I yeah. truly believe that. Totally. I think there's some freaks in Austin. You'll have your chance. <laughs> Tom's, so. Tom's like, there might be like someone who would do it. Right. I don't know who, <laughs> but someone who's definitely going to come visit you in Austin with his big titty girlfriend. It's true. <laughs> oh, have fun. Wow. That's going to help you out. I hope. <laughs> uh, Lauren, you got anything else? No, I think these you've answered all my questions. <laughs> so people and probably can... then some. <laughs> Uh, so people can find you online. You are Blondie the Pet on yes. FetLife. No yes. underscores. No uh, underscores. Just a, cap, a capital each word. Yes. Uh, I'm go- going back to Jeff Goldblum on Instagram, but you're oh. the same same thing on Instagram, I just am. Blondie the Pet. I am Blondie the Pet on Instagram as well. Okay. People should give you money. People should give me money. My cash app is also Blondie the Pet. <laughs> See, it's good to have consistency. I mean, I'm branding myself, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's smart. And nobody had any of those usernames taken, so That's fantastic. it is original. Yep, and then you get uh, gifts, and people can see you with your butt out in their lingerie that they bought you. Yeah, buy me stuff on Amazon. I'll post it on my FetLife. Yeah, buy her stuff on her Amazon so I can look at her pictures <laughs> and make dumb comments. See, everyone wins. Yeah. Everyone wins. It's like a good deed. So. Yeah, I'm just putting my gut out in the universe. Yeah. There's also a picture on her Fet. Uh, she's naked except a leash, and she's bent over. And she re- referred to herself as a kitty, uh, but she like bent over. And I said, just like a real cat, we can all see your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably my favorite comment I've ever gotten in any of my photos. So go check Blondie the Pet out on FetLife. Look at her butthole. Give her money. <laughs> thank you so much Please for coming. This thank was fantastic. You. Thank, thank you so you. much. Uh, thanks all for listening. I'm Tom King. I'm Lauren Turner. And this has been Digital Intercourse. We did.